me and Jake running down the street with a handful of comic books kicking ass and yeah. banging so, chicks and drinking beers no, and me. smoking weed. I'm, I'm married. Yeah, well, I'm married. Jake. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. I'll off chopping with Jake and Tyler. Welcome back to... Uh, <laughs> oh, I think you have to blow somebody. Oh, we're doing a show right now. Oh. Oh, shit. Ignore everything that we I'll, said. I'll under- look up later on the internet who we, who we have to blow <sighs> to get our liquor license. Welcome to episode <laughs> 18 of Off Panel, Off Topic. 18. Number 18. That's also because we there's we there's been a few times when we've done these movie reviews, we've double dipped in a week. I don't know if we're going to double dip this week because we're talking about Dune. Yeah, I was going to say, if there's two, if, if months were made up of nine weeks instead of four, that's two months. What the fuck was that, buddy? We started this show in July, and now we're almost to November. Can you believe that? Nine weeks. <laughs> two months. Wait, if you think about it, this is about as old as my baby. Whoa. That's, dude. That's too deep. We bo- <laughs> you now we went from joking to like, oh my god, <laughs> we have to treat this like a baby. And I can say that on this podcast because we've already announced it, so everybody knows. Girl, um, <laughs> even though I'm pretty sure we probably mentioned it in different different episodes. Well, well, there was one episode before I thought you hadn't announced it, and you said something about it, and I remember well, calling at, at you. That, at that point, all the people we wanted to know knew. Right, but I called you on my way home like, dude, before you post it, because I knew you posted it yeah. right away. Yeah. I was worried. Any Hoosiers. Uh, today, we are going, much like what we did with um, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and all the other re- reviews we've done lately, this is the only thing we're talking about today. We're yeah. only going to be talking no about- No long box, no- Jacob yes, it's just going to be talking about Dune, and um, and it's going to be a, a, a I think a pretty interesting discussion because th- th- we're coming into this movie with two very different perspectives because I never um, before this movie I didn't know anything about Dune, and even while watching this movie I didn't still know any anything about Dune. Um, I think my dog just farted. <laughs> Oh my god, right in my fucking face. He's, yeah, you gotta be careful. He's oh, d- he did that to me too. Oh my god, he just fucking photobombed me. <laughs> yeah, he's been having That's stomach what issues. It. That's what I'm gonna start calling it when people fu- uh, crop dust me. Fo- Dude, he photobombed me. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Coop, is, he's he's oh. having a little stomach issues. No, it's not your fault. I'm not, I'm not mad at you, puppy. It's just, dear god. He, look, he's smiling. He ain't ashamed. <laughs> he, he's looking like, I fucking gotcha. <laughs> now you talk about your dude. Oh shit! The smell came over here. Oh my god! Right? <laughs> I think it's gone here now. Okay. Oh man! So Dog you... farts are the worst fucking uh, farts. My talk god. about silent but deadly. <laughs> That's the thing. You don't hear his. SBD. They're silent. <laughs> He's super happy about it too. He's like, "Fuck you guys." They're quiet when they get here, but boy, do they arrive. Let me tell you. <laughs> Anyway, Dune. <laughs> you might not notice them walk into the house, but you sure notice they're living there. <laughs> How come I never noticed this basement full of... Do you think sandworms smell bad? Because they're underground. Here's one thing you got to remember about Dune. Before we get into the thing, don't forget, water is very precious, so none of them Fremen have ever showered. 
Mm. So they definitely stink. Oh boy! You think they? Well, and every you're also re- and you're also, also drinking your recycled piss in the desert. Also, so. that's what I'm saying is every part of your body that leaks water, which is all of your body, gets recycled in those uh, those slip suits is what they call them. Still suits. Still suits. Still suits. Um, but continue with your perspective. I didn't mean to. No. Well, I'm sorry. My dog f- shit on you. <laughs> um, Just let a fucking bomb. Yeah. Okay. Are you done? Done farting. Um, so yeah, gag. we come in to do. It's su- gonna be a running gag. Get it? <laughs> hey, Go ahead. We come in with this with totally different perspectives, and yeah, I uh, look. I had no cares about Dune uh, as a property. Uh, n- none of it ever kind of stuck out to me. I never watched the David Lynch movie. I didn't watch the sci-fi miniseries. So I had really no expectations going in. I know that like I'm like what sold me, and we talked about this. Um, in the Venom trailer, when we're talking about being in the theater for the first time in a while and seeing trailers again, and because uh, other before Venom, I'd only been in the theater one other time, and that was to see uh, Shang Chi. Yeah, and um, and I remember seeing that trailer, that second trailer for Dune, and I'm like, well, fuck, because it was it's just a trailer that captured you of like this is like this big sweeping movie, and uh, I haven't seen something like that in a while. Because we, we we have gotten so used to the superhero genre and stuff like that that we forget about these like epics like cinema. Star movies. Wars seems yeah. like they're putting a movie out. Every these giant, year. yeah, these giant sci-fi space operas that we just don't get enough of anymore. Mm-hmm. And because uh, they were done so badly in the first place, now you have people doing the property that understand the property and know what to do with it. Yes, and. So it was just that that build of everybody talking about it. And again, it's a, it's not a property that I ever took investment in. And I think the only reason I saw this movie was because how, how much you brought, talked about it. Because yeah. th- this is the f- thing about Dune: if you have a f- you if you have a friend that uh, doesn't like Dune, you wouldn't know, right? But if you have a friend that likes Dune, you fucking know about it because you motherfuckers talk about Dune all the time. Because <laughs> it's fucking awesome. <laughs> No, but it, it's it's like the wire in Dune. That's what you always bring up to me, and I'm like, I will fucking watch this movie. Uh, I'm Maybe never gonna get you to see the I wire. Will, I will. I will. I, you know what? It's gonna be one of those days. I'm gonna have the. I'm gonna have the baby. It's gonna be just. I'm gonna be one of the, my days off, and I'm just gonna be sitting there with the baby and be like, ah, fuck it. All right, I'll put on some. The baby's asleep. I'll watch this fucking show. Yes. <laughs> I'm. I'm not. Wait, you can actually do it with the uh, soundboard. I don't even have to say yes anymore. Like that's Marvel. true. That's true. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Tyler, and of course, your son, as I just said, as I just ousted you as a Dune person. Uh, no, the closet. But you have a very close relationship with this because you've read every book, right? Mm-hmm. Even his son's books. I haven't read all of his sons. Um, there are. Um, they he did a prequel series uh, called. Uh, and it, one was, I think, House Carino, Carino, House Atreides, and House Har- Har- Harkonnen. And it's basically like how Leto and the Baron grew up. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. Um, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of those things, those like lore expanding things where it's like, I don't need to know. Yeah, there's another. I don't need to know more about uh, Leto or Leto. Is it Leto? Le- I think it's pronounced Leto or Leto. I think it's Leto. Duke Leto. Yeah. Whatever. But, like, I don't need to know any more about Leto and the Baron. I, I got enough from what I saw of them. Right. Like, we don't need... That's the thing that it does... Uh, that it, does I, read, I, I, I read House Atreides, but I couldn't get through it because it, it just didn't seem important and enough you know, for me to know. And you know how it ends. 
It's yes. the thing. You know what happens to Leto. I don't want... Yeah, I mean, like, when I think about it... Um, okay, so, for those of you who don't know, Dune was written in, in the 60s by a guy named Frank Herbert. Let me... Should I give a... Okay. Well, quick. Okay. I did not realize, again, not knowing anything about Dune, I knew about the sandworms. That's okay. about it. Yeah. But <laughs> the movie Tremors yes. owes so much to Dune. Yeah. Because it really is just Dune really tiny, in Arizona. Really tiny sound worms, sandworms. And you know what? I fucking love the first Tremors. I love the second Tremors even. And I love those movies. But it's just funny because I'm watching it and I'm thinking like, wow, yeah. Tremors just really steals a bunch from Dune. Beetlejuice but, takes from Dune with the fucking... Well, uh, yeah, the more the more you get into Dune, the more you realize that a lot of pop, pop culture came from Dune. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was written in the 60s, uh, called Dune, and it melded religion politics, palace intrigue, sci-fi. It's actually a really cautionary tale about demagoguery. And, yes. And, and uh, if that is a word, I don't yeah. know if that's a word. It, 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 it married a bunch of different genres together to create basically... I, I can't I can't really recommend the book Dune to anybody just for one simple reason. You have to want to read it. It's four hundred and twelve pages. I yes, think, I and it's dense. Like every chapter, the starts lore is off, extremely dense. Every chapter starts off with a chapter. What? Well, no, that, I was just going to oh. add to that and yeah. just say that um, that is another reason why I wasn't interested in this movie mm-hmm. is because while it's you know you hit, when you have a like your situation. Where somebody's really enthusiastic about it and really excited about it, it did it did interest me. But what took me out of it was the fact that yeah, you have to commit to this because there's uh, Frank Herbert you himself can, you before can get by he died. Reading the books, I think with this movie, but, yeah. yes. But, but what I'm what I'm sorry. saying is 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 so fucking dense. Yeah, there's so much lore mm. and and in the it's it's like. Uh, and it's not in the same way as Star Wars because Star Wars there's it's dense there's a lot of lore but you got to search that out. The main movies don't have that that uh issues whereas yeah. with Dune the whole idea is extreme expanding lore and it's mm. y- thousands of years in the future and oh, like, yeah. all this crazy shit. Yeah, uh and and, and before he died he, uh, I think you were going to say that he he wrote like a couple of books about like the language of Dune and and some other things. He wrote six books all together uh of, about the Dune mythos. Now but were there only like four of them the main narrative and the other ones were like side stuff no, like All six all six are the main narrative. Okay. But here's the thing is from the time uh, the first book takes place in the year 10,191. Uh, and the sixth book ends, I would say, in the year 15,000-something. Wow. Uh, and there's a huge time jump between Children of Dune and God, Emperor of Dune. I won't get into all that. But what happened was, is they refer to uh, this... You, you, you understand from watching the movie that there are no computers. We'll get into yeah, that later. Their, their technology is very archaic. But they just, don't. They don't. Re- they rarely use yeah. guns. It's mostly but, swords. But just. Uh, um, but just kind of a little bit of background that won't spoil anything. There's a thing referred to in the books. I don't think they'll refer to it in the movies called the Butlerian Jihad, and it's they referred did not to, mention it in the movie. No, and it's referred to in the books, and it is referred to why there are no quote unquote thinking machines is what they're referred to as. So, Brian or Frank Herbert dies. He writes six books. He leaves tons of notes for Dune 7, which would have completed the books, because 6 ends on a really fucking crazy cliffhanger. So, 
you know, everybody's like, oh, well, he's dead now. So, no, you know, it's kind of like with uh, what's his name doing Game of Thrones. Like, everybody's like, finish the book before you die, you know. Um, but his son and Kevin J. Anderson wrote uh, out Dune 7 as two other books and so finished it. But they also wrote three other books set like uh, 10,000 years before Dune, okay? And it revolves around why thinking machines are outlawed. It depicts the origins of the Mentat. It, 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 it shows the origins of the Fremen. It shows the well, origins of the Sook School, which is Dr. Yu is a part yeah. of. It shows the origins of the Bene Gesserit. It shows the origins of everything that you see in Dune already already done and, and part of this world. And it is really cool because characters from that trilogy come back in Dune 7. Hmm. But I won't go any any more than well, that. Well, that's what I mean. Right there is a prime example of just how dense it is. Already, you've got eleven books to read. Already, yeah, and it's and it's it's in this like, it's like in the the caverns that they're talking about you, in the movie. You don't it's need like, to read all eleven to watch the movie. No, no. and I think you don't what I think what they should do going forward. Um, I think they should obviously finish the second part of this movie, which they will. Because let's be honest, box let's be honest. It is this is what they were going to do for Justice League. This is. This is the Snyder cut idea of I I I have I don't think they filmed the second part yet, but no, they haven't. They haven't even but, done uh, Villeneuve. Uh, is that how you say it? Villeneuve. It's Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve had a plan, had it as two movies, mm-hmm. and that was the that was always the idea going in. When they were in post production, uh, from what I remember, uh, Spates, uh, John Spates. Uh, Eric he Spates? said they they it was but already... he was he was working on the second part already when they were in post production for this yeah. one. But they aren't even in pre production for the second part, which is weird. I don't understand why Lionsgate hasn't started announced part two because it killed. It. I don't have the box office numbers in front of me, but it dominated the box office. Cause, yeah, because again, Dune fans were like, "No, we're gonna go see this in theater. We want a second. We want the we fucking another... second part. Yes, we want another movie." Um, uh, and, and there's a lot of us. You don't know us, but we're around. No, you do, because you motherfuckers talk <laughs> about it all the time. No, but uh, no, uh, no, and it's like you were what you were talking about before. It is that um, gaining fandom for or, or appreciating something because you love it. So it's like with you loving it. I well, and then I had like, there's no choice. I have to watch this because he's gonna want a podcast about this. Fuck yeah! But it was, but even. More or so than that, it was like it did interest me. Of like, this is I want to, and I and I did intentionally not read anything mm. before I watched it. Yeah, because I did want to have that perspective of I'm someone that's new. Does this movie appeal to someone who knows nothing? And I will say, um, the movie has its flaws, just because you know there's no such thing as a perfect movie. No, um, but it's damn near close to a perfect movie for me. Um, but I understand, and it's also a situation where I understand the criticisms because I am someone coming in. I've with, read I'm coming in mm-hmm. with no hype. I've read bad reviews um, just to see what they say, and inevitably, just because I'm such a fan of the books, and just because my anticipation was met, it was met. Yeah. Um, I basically respond to most of the. Uh, I I don't read them all. I read halfway through, and then I go fuck you, and I, I look at something else. Well, and, <laughs> and but but it's uh, what but I, yes, they have my, valid criticism. Of course they do. Well, my biggest positive in my in my opinion, mm-hmm. it's art. People are gonna view this differently, right? But in my opinion, I think that the my best credit to the movie is 
It did a great job of holding my hand, but not making me feel stupid. Yeah. It explained. The Lynch movie does kind of. It showed enough for me to figure it out. It showed enough to me to kind of develop. And yeah, I did. Okay, so I didn't come in completely blind because you had talked about Dune. So I had it a little bit. But you and I have talked. It's been on a very base level because you knew everything that was going to be happening in this movie. And you're like, well, if you haven't read the book, I don't necessarily want to spoil this Well, for I kind of knew that Dune was, I mean, I, by the time we started doing this podcast, obviously the movie was finished for release last winter. Yeah, it was supposed to come out last year. Yeah, so or twenty twenty. We've known about this for a while, and yeah. and and I knew that I just I didn't want to. It's so dense, man. If you want to sit down for three hours, I'll tell you the whole fucking story. Yeah, you were like, you know, even but, you. I I never stopped you. You were always the one that was like, you know what, man, this is too much. Like, just, he's really like, you, you honestly were like, just go look it up. <laughs> honestly, you, I, I I don't recommend anybody do this because they are really good books, but. If if you want to just go read the Wikipedia plot, page. or I'm sure you could find somebody having like the bootleg uh, audio book on YouTube. There, that's yeah. always that's always the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just listen to the audio. That's something. Actually, I might do that. I might get the Dune books on audio book mm. and just listen to them. Because there's a lot work. of stuff they skip over. They have to. Yeah. You can't. <laughs> Shout out to audio books. Yeah. You know what's so hilarious to me? Um, like scripted people think like scripted podcasts and audiobooks for like this novel new thing. And I was like, this shit's been around forever. Radio plays, audiobooks, what's old is new again. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's why I think Dune holds up so well all these years later because of that idea of it that's what makes it so great. And we were talking about with technology. Mm-hmm. Focusing on the human aspect of it makes it timeless. It's almost a superhero movie. It is. Almost. It is, because he talks about superheroes in Frank Herbert. We'll get in. We'll get into that. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, because we knew this is kind of gonna go over we the place. We will be gushing. But I, lo- I know I wanted to have this conversation before we talked about the movie itself, um, because I, I, I do think that you and I are gonna have two different. You and I view this movie differently already, mm-hmm. uh, and and we've talked about that. So if if you have not read the books and you want to see the movie, mm-hmm. do not listen. Uh, real quick, spoiler free thoughts. Like I said, I thought it was. It was good to watch like an epic movie again. One and uh, two, uh, like I said, it it does a great job of explaining what it needs to of the lore and not give me everything of the of, of the lore and all that. It gives me enough to make me interested to see a second one. And the acting is phenomenal in this movie, and so I would recommend it absolutely. Go see it if you can't. If, you don't look if you I would recommend we haven't even talked about the music <laughs> exactly dude um, I would recommend seeing it on the biggest screen possible but if you can't definitely check it out on HBO Max I watched it twice on HBO Max and I'm I'm satisfied I I did want to see it in the theater but just because of you know we're adults and you know I got busy and uh, well, well I had my buddy yeah. my buddy was getting married this week this past and, weekend and I wasn't going to wait until he got back <laughs> I mean I've been waiting for and this I for was a year too, and God knows how and long I, before and I, that yeah and I was too fucking hung over on Sunday to go see yeah, the movie so uh, I had to just watch it on HBO my, Max like well. my brother is somebody who's like you have to see this on the big screen I've never been one of those people it, honestly <laughs> If I can watch it, and it's you know, hey, it's not yeah. edited for television or whatever, I will watch it. I will say I do think it's a bit of a travesty that this movie is a hybrid release because I think a lot, of, uh, it, it, but I I do think like we were talking about the Dune fans, they understood the situation. They sh- they showed out in droves to go see it. And I apologize, but, uh, but to I any think Dune there's fans still who call me a traitor for not going to see it in the movie theater. 
dude, fucking sue me. I think it's probably better that I watch this on HBO Max because I would have had. There were so many distractions in my life where I had to keep pausing the fucking movie because my dog was throwing up or whatever was happening. Mm-hmm. I also fell asleep at some point, so I had to wake up at like uh, my dog woke me up at like three thirty. And I watched, and I was like, fuck, I missed like 45 minutes of this movie. So I, then I just, it's not an indictment of the movie. That's an indictment of Jake's work schedule. That is a, definitely an indictment of me starting a two and a half hour movie. At like 12. At <laughs> like 10.30 at night. Almost 11. See, I thought I was going to have to w- watch it at 11 o'clock, like I was telling you earlier. I, I somehow uh, got taken off Thursdays on my other job. Then I got back on. And of course, it's Thursday night, the night that Dune comes out on HBO Max, that I have to work again. And I'm like, God damn it. So I literally, I'm like, you know what? I'm here. I don't give a shit. I got nothing to do tomorrow. I'm going to watch the fucking movie when I get home. I don't care. And I did the same thing with the Suicide Squad. I got to a certain point where I'm like, ooh, I'm getting out. I don't, I have a, I got all my work done. I'm getting off early. Oh, it dropped at 7 p.m. I'm going to fucking get home and watch this movie. Right. Yeah, dude. Uh, I went went by QT on my way home. I got a cup full of uh, ice. And then a two liter of cherry coke because I always have cherry coke in the theater. And then I <laughs> bought I bought a bag of that like shitty, microwave popcorn. No, I bought a bag of that shitty movie theater popcorn. Uh, and oh, then well, I, I would have just microwaved some popcorn. And then, but I had brought uh, I had bought at uh, work. I had gotten a big ass fucking pretzel burger with a salad, dude. Ooh. Oh yeah. So I I did it up as good as I could in the theater. I made experience. a bag of popcorn, but again, I was also watching it like fucking. <laughs> yeah, I fell asleep. I got so far though. I got, but I, I, block, I got, yeah. I got really far because I was interested. But then I was like, "Oh shit!" I got the heavy eyes, and then I fall asleep. Dog wakes me up, puking, and I'm like, "Fuck!" And then I was like, "You know what?" Because I really wanted to record this this episode as yeah. soon as possible. So I was like, "I'll I'll fuck it," and I soldiered through, and I finished it, and then I went back to sleep. So we're all good. I congratulate you. Um, that's called commitment to your commitment art. to the craft. So what are your spoiler three if spoiler free opinions? On the film, as real a, quick, like yeah, totally. As a, as a person who read the book, because I want to talk about spoilers, of course. <laughs> as a person who read the book, I enjoyed it. I felt like I kind of enjoyed the David Lynch book or, or movie it, that introduced me to Dune. Then I read the book, so yeah. uh, I I didn't mind the sci-fi series uh, because it was you know even though it was low budget, it was still pretty good acted, uh, written. You know, it's still on the screen. It's kind of like Daredevil, that shitty Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> it's still kind of good because it's Daredevil. It's, yeah. on, it's on the screen. It's live action. That's kind of cool. And then the Netflix even, show happened. You're like, oh, wow. Well, and then Green Lantern even. It's a, but it, I, it's the same thing where it's like. If you love the property enough or whatever, even if the movie is shitty, you're like, oh, that's still cool. You can find things to enjoy. This movie is not shitty. This is a high quality. <laughs> I described it as. It's Kobe beef. The Lynch movie is like a fucking steak at a, at a truck stop. Yeah. $1.99. Yeah. Full of gristle and bone. Yeah. <laughs> The fucking movie that Denis Villeneuve made. He knew, as a fan of the book, what we wanted. J.J. Abrams, who I've maligned many times on this show, says he's a Star Wars fan, but after seeing that sequel trilogy, I don't believe you, J.J. I think you are <laughs> a fucking piece of crap and you're a liar. I know Denis Villeneuve is a fan of the Dune books. Why? Because I saw the movie he made as a fan, yeah. and it fucking ruled. Take that, JJ. Why do I gotta give JJ such shit? I'll eat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I will eat. Uh, I will. He's got a million dollars. What? Uh. <laughs> so yeah, go see it. Spoilers. Really if, good. Three, two, one. 
Spoilers. Let's yeah! <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. I was drink, taking a drink. Oh, shit. I hit the wrong button. God damn it. Yes! <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> let's talk about Dune. <laughs> let's talk about it. So, tell me. I, you okay. know how much this movie costs? I, One million dollars, bitch. Fucking Warner Brothers wishes. Yeah, I wish they got it that cheap. So I wanna, That's the problem. I, it's harder to, to to adapt something like this. I want to try something, and I know we didn't talk about this off the air, but I want to try something here. I kind of oh wanna, improv. I, no, no, I kind of want to interview you okay. uh, as somebody who loves the books and everything, and kind of. Well, we talk about the movie, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, okay. I, I can. I can. Uh, so just yes! I'm in. So <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, you gotta do it for me. All right, fine. What? That's like our transition button. Like that's what we just use to switch topics. I think this will be fun. So this isn't a Glee club. Let's get into it. So you name do you know Dave Dasmalxian's character is Piter DeVries? Wait, <laughs> the guy who played the spot or uh, whatever in Suicide Squad and uh, what's his name in Ant Man? Oh yeah 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 that Dave guy. Dave yeah, yeah. yeah yes yes yeah. yes. You know okay he played that character. Yeah. And you know I I can't remember the actor's name but the guy who played Thufir Hawat. The, the head of security for Atreides. He was the short guy uh, with the stain on his lip. Yeah. He was the security guy. I don't give a damn about your honor. Yeah. Find me some spies. That guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy that, like, rolled his eyes back and, like, did the numbers okay. thing and had do the you, thing next to his ear. Do you he's realize? The, uh, he's the, uh, there's a title for him. Yes. He, but he, it's not mentioned in the movie, so I wanted to kind of. It's mentioned. It's yeah. called a mentat. Yes. They're human computers. Did you notice when Dr. Yui was doing his examinations, he did it all with fingers? Yeah. That's because they don't have any instruments. They don't have any EKGs and shit like that. Those are thinking yeah. machines. Okay. Even those. Even a fucking toaster they don't have. That's how bad the fucking li- thinking machines treated the humans. They enslaved Earth. Earth at this time is a smoldering hunk of nuclear shit because the human race from far away came back after freeing themselves from the thinking machines that had taken over the human race and nuked the fuck out of them. <laughs> As you do. That's a lot of backstory. Again, part of the Butlerian Jihad. But I wanted to kind of... That's called the Sook Doctor. He's a Sook Doctor, the Sook School of Doctoring. And that... Tri- they don't talk about it in the movie, but that diamond on his forehead is a sign of... Uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a sign of... Uh, imperial conditioning, which means that he cannot be turned traitor. So no matter what, if you have he's a loyal if to you have a sook doctor in your house, you know that he's going to be loyal to your house. Yeah. Yes. But did you know that P- Piter DeVries and uh, yeah Thufir are, are both of the same type of character? They're both mentats. Yeah. They're, okay. They're like uh, for the way I understood it is like they're the hand of the king. It's like what they what they would say in Game of Thrones. Like they're they're serving the king. They're basically human computers. Like yeah. instead of having even calculators, they don't have. Yeah. So they have humans doing that shit. And the Bene Gesserit, um, obviously, you know Jessica is a, a, a member of the Bene Gesserit. Now yeah. they are so advanced. They're like the they're like these super powered witches that have like and nobody knows how powerful they are in the books they actually get into yeah, how powerful and, and they, they have are. like they do like jedi mind trick type shit what did it. you think of the they, voice that was creepy right i like the voice idea yeah okay so they really fucked that up in the dune movie uh the lynch movie of course <laughs> of course they did the the 84 movie i loved how they did it when it, it was right at the beginning of the movie almost yeah and you know i'm just waiting I, 
I'm on pins and fucking needles to see how they do this, right? I'm just like, this is a big deal for me. So far, what I've seen is good. Yeah. I've seen five minutes of exposition from Zendaya, and then a title card, and then, damn, Timothy Chalamet is a good-looking human being, man. <laughs> and then they're having breakfast, right? So I, I've seen some good stuff, but this is the moment. I saw, this is the moment, I saw somebody. I, I saw somebody tweet, uh, to be fair, I have... I have dreams about Zendaya too. <laughs> Somebody tweeted. This is the moment, Denny. How are you going to prove to me right now that this is a movie that I am going to stick with? Because so far you've shown me good stuff, but how are you going to do the voice? And I'm on fucking pins and needles. And when he closes his eyes and he thinks about it and then he speaks and no sound comes out. And then that fucking, oh yeah, dude. I'm like, I'm fucking in dude <laughs> i'm in you did that right i think you're gonna do everything else right and and sure enough to me every single beat of the fucking movie every single beat of the story that needs to be told yeah. to a movie going audience that doesn't know anything about the books was told yes there's a lot of backstory and shit well, they had to skip yeah, over dude. but they did a way better I, job i never and i and that is a credit to the movie yeah. i never felt i'm sorry i'm freaking out but i'm still so excited but, about this movie well what i was worried about <sighs> And I, you know, I already stated it, but yeah, what I was worried about is I was going to get lost in this thing, being like, "What is this? What is this? This is." Mm. Again, it hits the right plot points. It tells me enough in its. And you know what he's great at, uh, Villeneuve is because he look. I fucking loved Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's another reason why I wanted to see. It's like okay, I liked what he did with Blade Runner. I'll check this out. But what he's able to do, he is such a visual director. That so much of the story is conveyed through body language, and mm. so much of the story is n is more organic. What did it. you think about the war language, the Atreides war language, the thing they do with their hands? Yeah, it's a secret way of talking. How fucking cool yeah, is the that? the signing. Yeah, that was really dope. Right? Yeah, and especially because when she did it to get him to use his voice, uh, or, or when she meets the the maid, prepare for violence. So I want to I want to kind of hit some points that yeah, I wanted to talk go. about. Let's go. Uh, that that I thought were interesting, and again, another great example of what you don't see in movies anymore. They don't explain to me the shield system, but I figured it out because oh, I loved how they when did you that. hit someone, it's blue, and then when you hit someone, it could it be a fatal. A, yeah, it was such like, well, a simple way of doing it's, it, dude. It's a video game. Again, this is what this is taking something from this and putting yeah. it in something. I've been playing video games for twenty years. Mm -hmm. I know. What it means when you hit something it's and it turns red, that means it's a hit. That means, okay, they're injured. Mm -hmm. They've been hit by the blade. Like, I, th that and was that made a, the fight scene so much in, but more But that was a great example of the movie doing, like, you can un you not telling me I'm stupid and saying you can figure this out. He taps it twice, it's blue, and then he slowly... And when he, and when he ever gets hit, it, it red. turns red. You figure it out. And uh, so that is that something that was in the books? Like that, I love was that. that described in the books like that? Like that was the no, shield. They, they probably go into more exposition about it and everything. But in fact, in that scene, Thufir Hiwat and Doctor Yui are both in that scene as well in the book. Um, it's oh. not just Gurney Halleck. But um, I loved. I loved Patrick Stewart played Gurney Halleck in the David Lynch movie. By the way, really? Yes, and he's just as awesome as you would think. Gurney fighting is. Mood, mood is for love making and for cattle fighting. It's great. It's fucking great. <laughs> love dude. making and cattle, dude. He's so great. Um, 
But well, no, and that's the, okay. Brolin, so Brolin brought his fucking. That's A-game, that's what I want to say. I think oh. it was a great idea to open the movie with, because I mean it's about Paul. Yes, he's the main character, but it's nice. I like that they introduced the story through the Atreides mm. and did it in a way where, like, it's so perfect that the first two lines that you hear Oscar Isaac and Josh Brolin say to one another is "Smile, Gurney." I am smiling. Mm. Like, that's such a cool little sequence. Because mm. that already establishes who they are. You understand that Josh Brolin is loyal to um, to uh, uh, Oscar Isaac's character, yeah. to to Leto. Gurney's... Yeah, Leto. Leto. Leto, Leto, whatever. Let's just say Leto. I'm going to say Leto because Jared Leto is what I think. That's how I remember it. Leto! No, but yeah, dude, the performances are so great. And just that, just that exchange there was enough to make me interested in their relationship. And Oscar Isaac does an amazing job as Leto because oh, yeah. I, I, I was behind him. I loved how he was as a leader. Where every time there's opportunity to have the guard up to defend him, like fart them off. He's like, no, calm down. Like he was very, and that's the the political aspect of the yeah. story. Like yeah. he was teaching his son. Like the best, the best part to get me on board and make me care about his relationship with Paul. Was the sequence when he said when he when Paul is doubting himself and saying like I don't think I'm this I'm not gonna be the fucking yeah he just, I can't leave he this house and he goes I need you to be oh yeah. Uh, yeah because that again this is just where I'm at of like that that was I've had that conversation with my dad and I've had that moment with my dad and you really understand that Leto loves Paul like he cares about his son when he says you you were all you ever needed to be my son and I'm like fuck that hit me in the heart I was like damn because you got to see him be a good dad. You got to see him be a loving parent. And so later in the movie when he gets fucking murdered, I'm like, shit, that was a gut punch. Yeah, he gets fucking literally you stabbed I, in the back. <laughs> you and I need to talk about this yeah. because this is an example of us having two different experiences. Yes, yes. We talked about this off so, air, but this is a good yeah. so, example. So, yeah, you, you got the Atreides, you got the Harkonnen, uh, you've got... Uh, the the Fremen, uh, those are kind of like the main factions in this movie, mm. in this part of the story. Mm. Um, yes. Well, at this point, you also have the Sardaukar. The Sardaukar, yes. What, what, did you, what did you think of the throat singing priest? When, oh yeah, yeah, and they're putting the blood on the the armor. So like, what cool. The fuck? Well, and that's the thing that this movie nails is with the sound with that score is so fucking good. That it establishes all I need to know, like that these are extremists, mm. like these are fucking crazy motherfuckers. Mm. Oh, which put that on a t-shirt, dude. It's fucking crazy motherfuckers. It's constantly raining, and you just hear this throat singing in the background. Uh, yeah, and these, yeah, fucking Christ, man. Wow. Dude. Sorry, go ahead. Well, no, there's no wonder there's bands that are based. Like I looked this up. There's like a bunch of different bands that take from Dune. Like I'm sure names, they do. And I'm like, I get it. I get it, I, dude. I could write a whole fucking album the about it. The Sardaukar in the Lynch movie looked like they were wearing garbage bags <laughs> with fucking face shields, dude. And so, yeah, there was. See, as we go through this movie and talk about it, I want to make sure that I remind you or that I yeah. tell you about all the things the Lynch movie did wrong that the Villeneuve movie did right. The way they did the Sardaukar was fucking perfect. Their arms are always out, ready to fucking fight. They're badass fighters. Um, they they li- that's what their lives are. They are raised from birth to fight. Yeah, and they are the emperor's right hand and everything. And 
that's one of the things that they did wrong, so wrong in, in the Lynch movie was the Sardaukar. It was so stupid looking. It was yeah. like, what? No, but, yeah, but and they did a great job oh. of making them intimidating. They did yeah. a great job of, um, well, the Harkonnen. Scary as fuck, too. What man. is up with that fucking spider thing? It's, I, I, okay, I believe it's, I'm trying to remember if it's something from the Dune book, or if it's something that I missed, but I believe it is uh, a slig, Ugh. which is a combination of a slug and a pig, and it is considered a delicacy in the Dune universe. Ew. It's the main source of uh, animal protein. Ugh. That's gross. Yeah. I think so. I don't know, though. I can't... Because uh, if I remember correctly, there is something that... Uh, the Baron does something to somebody, and, yeah. and, and, and like, uh, you know, how Yui was talking about uh, taking her apart like a doll. Um, I want to say that that's a human that's been, like, really fucked with. Yeah. But I can't remember what it could be so I, I i think it's their representation of a slig which shows up a lot okay they're like eight eight legged pigs so yeah you, you have the harkonnen that you clearly are like well those are the bad guys because <laughs> yeah. then because zendaya starts the movie and also i think it's even before the stuff with the house of trading stuff i think it was a smart idea to have her uh narrate the beginning because yeah it does add into the that and the music doesn't really have a cue, but when she is revealed in the movie, it does feel like a big moment, but it doesn't feel like it's played up to be. No. Because it should be, because it's like, this is the girl that's been in his visions this whole time, and she's finally real. See, so I it's liked, showing to him that his visions are real. Right, but I liked I liked that they made her matter-of-fact when they finally introduced yeah. her to the story. No, that, but I, I like, yeah. yeah, I like how they did her character. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one of the things that the Lynch movie did really, really wrong was they started the movie with Princess Irulan speaking into the camera and telling you everything about Dune. And then and then at the end of the speech, she goes, oh, I forgot to tell you, there's only one planet that has this, Arrakis, also known as Dune. And then the title cards. And it's like, you want to talk about holding my hand? <laughs> oh, I forgot to tell you. And here's the thing. Uh, Virginia Madsen is a fucking stone-cold fox. She is a babe in many ways. Many, many ways. And a good actress. But I still don't like it when she says, I forgot to tell you. Shut up. <laughs> You're not hot enough to condescend to me. Yeah, so we already have, well, we also they have Dave Batista, and you're like, okay, so the Harkonnen are bad. Dude, he was, oh, he was really good. When he just shouts in the middle of a sentence, yeah. like, I know that's, like, not, I know there's a lot of, you know, big badass dudes who could do that, but Batista's got his own way. Well, the way he did it was pretty, yeah, well, because it kind of took me aback. I was like, what? Did Jesus, you, man, you went to zero to 60 so quick. Right, did you see at the end when he was telling him to squeeze and, like, Oh, he started to get excited about it. Here's the thing about that I liked about a lot He's of like, the Ooh, I get to be a dictator. Was the subtleties, yeah. like you can sort of see him smile at the very end of the movie. They show Paul. He's got kind of a little smile on his face. He walks along. Sand they power. show they show Jessica, and if you notice, she is at first happy because she was just looking at Paul, but then she gets this deadly serious. This is not good face. Yeah. I don't know why I'm doing this to you. Why are you flashing the L at I'm me? I'm just really fucking excited about this <laughs> fucking movie. 
no, and uh, but I, oh, so yeah, yeah that the, the the sequence that we we were referring to that we had two you and I had two completely experiences because oh by the way I didn't oh, yeah, yeah, didn't I didn't, I didn't tell this in the podcast but I told you off the air I I think this movie did a great job of keeping me intrigued because where it ended because mm-hmm. I had known it was like halfway through the first book and I was like okay but it ends on such a cliffhanger I'm like. Hmm. Mm. So then I proceeded to look up the book and I, you know, I, I read more about the first book mm. and there's a big moment that happens about an hour into the movie mm. and it's like, oh gosh, this is, to, to, to me, I was like, this is such a big thing. And then I looked in the, the plot synopsis of the book and I was like, well, fuck, this is like super early on in the book. Yeah. So as I'm watching it, I'm, I was thinking of you because I was like, after that scene happens and it kind of slows down the pace a little bit, I started to think about, okay, Tyler's going to have a different aspect on this. Mm-hmm. So Atreides arrives in Arrakis mm-hmm. by the emperor. Cause they're the ones who are going to start the, they're like, Hey, we need you to go. How about the Hark- Harkonnen agent cemented into the wall? That was wild. What the fuck? Well, and that's another great thing. A hunter seeker. I don't know what the fuck that is, but you know what? I figured out what it was when he caught it and killed it, and he's like, it's a hunter seeker. I was like, oh, it's a spy. Like, I was a- able enough to There's figure- There's ways to do exposition in movies that don't suck. Uh, Villeneuve is, as I said, he's a visual director. So what he's really good at is showing and not telling. Mm. And if you can't figure it out, I'm sorry. He's moving on. And if you haven't seen Arrival, don't go see this. <laughs> I mean, I hate this. I hate Dune so much already because I'm so there's so much I want to talk about, and I know like I keep getting off track. But so um, the scene, let's get yeah, the scene. <laughs> we'll get to. We it. We find out, you know, the Harkonnen don't like the Atreides. They've always had a rivalry. Uh, we see the Baron, who is like this 11 foot tall dude. Who he's just really fat, but he's got a suspensor belt. Oh, I thought when like, he raises up like that, that's yeah. just his clothes okay because he, i didn't know if he like he's maybe it. six two but and you know what really fat and you know what that's another great example of how well written the, the 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 book is and how good the script is it didn't matter to me whether i knew that or not i just figured okay the, like i just i'd already bought into the world at that point so if this dude really was like a 12 feet tall i'd be like okay i guess that's a race of people in this so real quick uh we will get to the scene i promise but in the books, it is um, it is referred to it. it, it Bar- the Baron is described as um, omnisexual, if you will, or what is it called? Uh, uh, pansexual, asexual, isn't it? No, Where pansexual, uh, pan. Where you fuck anything? Yeah, um, I know that's an awful way to describe it. But he's also brutal. He's in a he's a, he's a, he's, a, he's he prefers. It's not about sex for him. It's about power. So he basically every person he's with is not because they're consent. Okay. So he likes to rape people. Yes. So. Oh God, he really is a horrible. Oh character. yeah. Oh yeah. But um, because he's just scum. But the Bene Gesserit need him for their breeding program. Okay. So. Yeah, because they're breeding, and they mentioned in the movie that they know it's only women. They know he's gay. They he they make a proposition to him. This is like in one of those House Harkonnen books that or House oh, Atreides the, books. His, his son wrote. Yeah, it's 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 part of the notes that he left, yeah. but still. Um, so he allows the Ben and Jesuit sister to come, and then he basically like paralyzes her and just beats the shit out of her. And then so what happens is they get their revenge on him by paralyzing him they get the sperm that they need and then they give him like this fucking horrible std that he's suffering from 
which has just bloated his body and stuff. So they got their revenge on him. Okay. But that's why he's like disgusting. And and that was Frank Herbert had that stuff in there too, but Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah, it's just really awful. <laughs> he he is an awful character. I mean, that's the point. Yeah. Anyway. No, I mean, if you're going to if you're going to make a villain, might as well fucking go 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 bigger go. He's, when when Brolin says they're not human, they're brutal, he means it. Yeah. In the book it is very clearly described that the Harkonnens have no sanctity for human life what's and any life whatsoever they have no compunctions about killing or or assaulting or beating yeah, i know they None were well that. i mean that whole thing was nonchalant yeah oh yeah uh so anyway sorry yeah i'm sorry to <laughs> at this point atreides is kind of kind of knows that okay the emperor sent us here to die mm-hmm. because he realized when they're trying to excavate uh a ship from a spice extraction, mm. uh, the things to pull it up from the sandworm because sandworms are attracted to the rhythms. Mm. Uh, when they pull it up, the cable breaks, and he's like, "You saw what I saw. That was clearly a shitty thing. Like, you you know what? Ha- like, if I don't fucking get this taken care of, you know what's going to happen to me, kind of thing. And of course, not that language, but much more elegant. But um, and that's kind of where you start to get the gears turning of like, okay, the emperor, yeah, he sent them to die in Arrakis. Mm. Because uh, Leto is obsessed with bringing peace to Arrakis. That's his main mission. And then Paul picks it up. He knows that he has to have a certain level of spice production or the, or everyone will turn against him. Not just the Emperor, but all the houses of the Lion's Rod. Yeah. Because everybody needs it. Yeah. So if he fucks that up, then uh, and he's, the, yeah, he's and they, dead. And they mentioned in the movie, space is, uh, spice is the most valuable resource because it it, it, requi- it, it gives makes it able to travel, inter, uh, interspace travel. Yeah. And it's, it also is a... They don't touch on this in the movie, which I'm sh- they will in part two. Mm. It's uh, it, they do talk about it in the movie. It's a drug that makes you trip balls. Yeah, basically. pretty much. It's yeah. like taking magic shrooms, which is what Herbert was doing while writing this book. Because that's where he got the idea for the spice. Yeah. Um. And yeah, so everybody wants it. It's the most valuable thing, and it people will kill each other for it. When you think about how badly the Harkonnens treated Arrakis to get that level of spice production for eighty years, she says it. Yeah. Then you know that no matter what happens, even if you've never read the books, you know Leto's destined to fail. There's no way that he can rule that planet with his type of rule and make friends of the Fremen because that takes time, and yeah. nobody's going to give him that time. Yeah. Now in the books, uh, Liet Kynes is referred to as Doctor Kynes among the Atreides and everything, and there are whispers of somebody named Liet that is important to the Fremen. Well, she's the judge of uh, what? I can't, the judge of the change. Judge of the change. Yes, right. that was. But she's title. also an imperial planetologist. She's been living on Arrakis for decades yeah, trying this, to terraform but she, Arrakis. And she identifies as a Fremen because this is... They don't said, touch on it in the movie I, I, too much. She does, but, but her last sequence, she's like, right. I, I come from the desert. This is my home. But because the book, again, is so dense and there's so much shit... You can only, yeah, you can only tell so much in a movie. Right, but I'm just letting you know... Like, and, in, Oh, in by the, the way, book, I never finished a, that thought. I, th- I sorry, do think sorry. that they should finish part two mm-hmm. as a movie, mm-hmm. but I think like if you're going to do Children of Dune and God Emperor of Dune, you might be better off doing it as like a limited run HBO Max series doing like six or seven episodes i just watched cloud atlas yesterday and i, I was telling you it's good it would have been so much better as like a, a, a six-part series yeah like on hbo max which by the way speaking of hbo max there was an ad for raised by wolves and i need to watch that because i do want to watch that 
Ridley Scott's sci-fi show. Which, I started watching course, it. It was well, fucking I saw, weird, man. Well, I saw the trailer for it. I was like, of course they would put this in front of Dune because they're very clearly Dune had some sort of inspiration on that on that on that show. But uh, so yeah, we're at this part where we're kind of like, okay, well the Atreides are fucked, mm. and there's a sequence where a bunch of his his guard, like the Knights Guard, pretty much, are killed off in the shadows. And he goes and he's trying to find a woman, right? He sees a, a, a person that's injured. Yeah. No, he wakes up because he yeah, sees he wakes a up light. and yeah. then he goes outside and he's investigating. Mm-hmm. And all of his guard, he goes guards, guards, and they're all dead. Shout out has a little bit more of a role, uh, a little bigger of a role in the book, but they did her. I think they did her justice. Anyway, he finds her, and then he gets shot in the back by something and by he, a paralyzing dart and he f- falls down and th- at that same time we saw this the uh the SARS Sardaukar uh, Sardaukar show up with the Harkonnen mm-hmm. and they sack the city pretty much yeah they basically blow the fucking place up and then but in that time Dr. U as a Dr. U Ua he's like hey they have my wife I had to do this I'm sorry, but here's the thing. I know you have a fake tooth. Put this in your mouth. I think it's UA. Dr. UA. Yeah, but he's like, put this in your mouth. Bite down. It'll release a gas. In the Lynch movie, they actually show him taking the tooth out. Oh. Well, uh, Which is uh, just unnecessary. But but he's like, yeah, if you you play your cards right, if you do the right thing, you can kill the Baron too. Mm -hmm. Which I was like, I mean, I guess that kind of redeems you a little bit, but this whole time I'm watching, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I was so shocked by it, whereas you, on the other hand, you're probably like, okay, this is how they're doing it, right? Like, what, what what was your reaction no, to it? No, no part of this movie... Nothing shocked you, because No, you, because I know, yeah, I know, I know far beyond this movie what happens and all that stuff, so this is kind of like old hat to me, but um, yeah, it was a lot like that for me, but it, it wasn't like... But I, I need to describe, like, I was a ball of like nervous energy the entire two and a half hours because the whole time I'm waiting for, I'm not waiting for a misstep. I'm just every moment that brings me more like, Oh my God, this is exactly the way, you know, this is the way I thought about yeah. it. They did this so good. Every time that happens, I'm like, well, the next scene is how are they going to, I was kind of thinking that, but I'm also incredibly just, I enjoyed the shit out of it just because it was so good and told the story that I love in such a way that other people are going to love it too. Stop there. Uh, yeah, and I just I want to talk about how many characters are introduced in this because there are a lot. But my favorite is a guy who I didn't even know was in this uh, until a few days before I saw it was Javier Bardem, mm. and I didn't know that he was uh, he was in this movie. Yeah. I don't really remember. What was his name again? Stilgar. Stilgar. He was probably my f- other than Duncan Idaho because Duncan Idaho has a fantastic name. Right. Uh, he was one of my favorite kind of side characters. Just be in the little bit that I saw of him, and that was before. And again, I didn't even know he showed showed up at the end of the movie. But just a little bit that I saw of him was great. Just his introduction is so great because he literally just walks in and has no like. First, he won't give up his knife. He won't give up his knife. It's sacred, and Duncan Idaho's like, he's cool. Like He's fine. Yeah. And uh, what I love about that is the fact that he just he just doesn't give a fuck of who Leto Atreides is. He just shows up and he's like, first off, he spits. Mm. 
Which is funny because yeah, you immediately like, okay, that's kinda weird, but then uh Duncan is like, Yeah, thanks for giving us your sacred water, which in that planet makes sense because water is such a commodity there. That's an honorable that I honor that you. Is a, that is it's like a handshake. Yes. It's like I'm I'm showing you respect. And so and that's another reason why I love Leto's character, because Leto understands their customs and spits back. Mm-hmm. To show respect. Well, yeah, I mean, he, first of all, he 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 probably suspects what's going on, but um, he's obviously he's telling his guards like, you know, just give him a second and then don't do anything. And then Duncan Idaho explains it, and Leto just kind of follows along. But he knew something was up. Oh. Is the sound now? You kept playing with the cable. Playing with the cable. Okay. But, but yeah, yeah, it's cool. And, and How about when he says, I recognize you to Paul? Yeah. That was fucking creepy. <laughs> well, and but it, it just shows you that Leto's a good leader. Leto's a good politician because he understands the situation and shows respect back. Mm. Uh, and uh, Stilgar also says, I show people, you know, I give her people respect if they give me respect. He's a very honorable guy. Mm. Uh, but Fremen I don't fuck around. Man. Fremen are yeah, well, and they can't because they've been brutalized by fucking Harkonnen for eighty years. Well, when you think about they 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 live in an environment where one misstep can kill you. They're surrounded by these gigantic sandworms. It's in this harsh desert, desert, yeah. and then everybody wants these really cool drugs you got. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, it's, it's really what it's it a, is. It's like a bunch of people living on like they a, all want to get all this in, in a it, living inside of like the biggest poppy field on earth. Someone ex- I saw a tweet that said explain Dune horribly, and someone was like, a bunch of horny men can't get along to live on a planet made of cocaine, <laughs> and it's true. A planet made of cocaine. It is a fucking planet made of cocaine. Well, it's more of a hallucinogenic, so. I know, but the the whole idea, yeah, that it's just, like, they have to be harsh. I know some of my friends back in the day would be like, oh, I hallucinated shit on cocaine. So, yeah, you're right. If it's not the fucking Harkonnen, Mm. it's it's somebody else trying to get spice. And it's always like, hey, man, we're also dealing with these giant fucking sandworms, these horrible desert conditions where we have to drink our own piss to survive. Yeah. Also, that's another thing that I loved about this movie is they did exposition cleverly. Mm -hmm. Like the still suit explanation, Mm -hmm. good. I get what it. I get the importance of them. I get why everybody wears them. Mm -hmm. I understand it. And there's a cool and it's a it's like with this the theme of Dune. It's a cool way of blending science and religion and Mm -hmm. and blending in the science aspect to the the narrative being like because it never takes a side on who who's right. Mm -hmm. If you notice that Max von Sydow played. Liet Kynes in the Lynch movie, uh-huh. and uh, when the whole thing happens, he literally has the internal exposition. He would know your ways as if born to them. But I like how they did it in this, where she says it in Chikopsa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I think he farted again. Well, I'm getting tired of you sh- farting and not shitting when I take you outside. So you can whine all you want, Coop. I'm done with you. They heard it on the air. We're broken up. We're done. He has no idea what I'm saying. It's like it's like the Beebs. <laughs> um, it's uh, they're like I loved his character. I love how they did the Fremen and in, in in a way that like okay yeah these are rugged people but they're 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 good people that live on the land. Mm-hmm. Is really all they are, 
and they're just really tired of everybody fucking with their homeland. <laughs> oh yeah. Because they're like, why doesn't ev- why is like like get why everybody wants to be on Arrakis? They get this whole spice thing. They're like, can you guys just fuck off? <laughs> yeah, and that's what Leto's trying to say. And then again, like I said earlier in the podcast, like you you kind of know that Leto's destined to fail because the Fremen don't want him there. No, the Hark the Harkonnen don't want him. They there. might eventually accept him, but he never has that. The time. Emperor wants him to fail. The Emperor he, wants to take down his house. Yeah, so, it's I mean, shown pretty clearly from the beginning. Like you know what. Well, and I, and I love that sequence when this, the sacking of, of, of their stronghold is happening and Duncan is escaping. Mm-hmm. And, and then he sees um, Liat. Liat and he goes, we were sent here to die. That was And she knew. She knew. They all knew. I told you off I th- the air. And, uh, deep down, I think Leto knew too. The second, the second I was, in the books he does. He knows uh, he's destined to fail. Yeah. But he does it. He, he, that's, but because of his political... Um, and he wants to bring C- peace the, to. Well, he made a commitment as a politician, and well, he, and it's and it's also his plan to. Uh, he, he knows bring he peace to Arrakis. Well, he knows he can't go against the emperor, so no. he figures, you know what? He thinks I'll survive this trap. Everybody else knows he's going to die, yeah. in, including him a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's it's just it's a really good uh, just uh, just really there's good. so there's so many things, um, but uh, I I just. Yeah, he's I'm, he's not going to get the uh, But I understand, and again, I, I mentioned it earlier, I can understand the criticisms of some people mm. that, like me, had not seen this or read about, read this book or anything um, to it. Because there, there are some sequences of, of things where I'm like, I don't, okay. Like, there, there are, I mean, it can be disorienting at some times, but that's what? just because it's so dense. Yeah, well, one criticism that I read that I actually agree with is that when UA finally does betray the house it's not it doesn't have the emotional heft that it does in the book because in the book you know you can spend more time with well you know in the book way before it happens that you is the traitor um again in the books every chapter starts with a um a, a, an epitaph. excerpt an excerpt from a book or another it's from prince or isn't it always from princess there's tons of books there's uh, the or, orange catholic bible the benedict i mean there's tons of like history books that yeah are quoted before yeah. every chapter. There's always an epitaph before. So, yeah, so he's already got this planned out, like, way in advance, you know? Okay. So it's like, holy shit. Um, but, so, yeah, it's, it's... But I still think it packs a pretty big punch in the movie. I, but, I but, do, but, but I can but see, I, I, I can see what you're saying. They how, don't like, talk about the Sook conditioning in the movie, so it's not really clear why uh, it's so bad I, that he betrayed I, but them. But I, I could see that, too, as being like, you know this is going to happen. Right. And you want... And you want... Uh, Leto to stop because you know he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, I had no idea. And then again, is it is it the difference of you and I experiencing this? Where um, I was like, "Holy shit, this is what is this?" But you're like, "Okay, th- now we're at this point mm-hmm. where you're not as nearly." I mean, you're affected by it because uh, you know Oscar Isaac does a great job, and right. Leto is a really good character. It's still really sad. I'm just saying, like, and you know what? I should have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. Because that's always what happens. Every other when character is talking about how he's gonna die. Well, not even that. It's it's whenever you have these epic stories, whether it be sci-fi or fantasy or whatever. Whenever there's a like clearly a a a, a morally good character that everybody could root for and is clear cut the good person, mm-hmm. they'll die first. Yeah, because that is what makes this whole story in the in the gray. Because it's clearly black, like, on in my opinion, watching this without reading anything, having any prior knowledge, going in, watching when when 
when the when uh, Atreides arrives in Arrakis, to me it's black and white. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of gray with the Fremen, but it's clearly the Harkonnen are evil. The Atreides are actually trying to be diplomatic and be do the right thing. And, and it's subtly once, referred to by the black that the Harkonnens wear yeah. and the gray I sh- but that, that the Atreides wear. You know, thinking about the movie, it does telegraph the fact that he is the morally good character that is going to be the catalyst to start this war. Yes. Because this is a civil war amongst the Harkonnen, amongst, uh, amongst the... The Landsgrad. Uh, well, yeah, the, land, the houses of Landsgrad mm-hmm. and the Emperor. And so... I should have seen that coming, but even even then, it still hit me because I was I didn't think they would cast somebody like Oscar Isaac to kill him off like halfway through the movie. So I think that was a good idea to cast him and put them in that role because I was like, "There's no way they're gonna kill Oscar Isaac." Yeah. And well, then and then it it also did. and then I also remember this is Paul's story. Mm-hmm. Paul Timothy Charlemagne is the main character. Like this is the guy. I thought he did a great job. But I it, had never seen him in yeah. anything before. Um, but I heard about a couple of movies that he's been drawing acclaim for. He's in that new French Dispatch, the uh, um, Wes Anderson movie. I want to fucking see that, dude. <laughs> that looks great. But, Did you uh, hear uh, the advice he got when he was doing interviews about Dune? Hmm. He said the advice that he got was, uh, don't do superhero movies and don't do hard drugs. And it seems to work out for okay. him. Yeah. Even though like, you could argue that Dune is a superhero story because... Frank Herbert himself said it was a superhero story because it's talking about how the the uh, how possibilities of a man becoming a god through and, selective breeding and, and also training your mind and your brain and the idea that uh, he was fulfilling a prophecy and this this whole the 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 um, mystifying. Uh, of character of of people and turning them into a god, yeah. The demagoguery, if that is a word, I don't know if yeah. that's a word. Yeah. And it's such and it, it, when you when you like I said when you look up the book <laughs> or you read the book, yeah. And do what I did and find out more about what they're going to do. It is actually more even more exciting because while this is a good movie. The second part, they're so they they're not even like they said about halfway through the book. I don't know about it's that. More like dude. a third. There's so much more shit that happens in that that because I remember reading this, just reading the plot synopsis of this, and, and, and I'm reading it as I'm reading, I'm like, this is still the first fucking book, like, <laughs> and and so I'm wondering, thick. it's thick. Yeah, it's thick, and the, and the of, type is small, very small. So if it was like regular print, it'd be like eight fifty pages. Well, it's four hundred twelve pages. And it, if you read it on a tablet, you're only reading it at a page at a time, too. I own all the books. I know you do. Uh, I know you do. Hi. I know. Hi. Uh, so I'm very interested in where it's going, and, and I think it did a great job for someone like me setting things up and in, in, in executing them. Now, I'm wondering mm-hmm. how they're going to do, because Herbert himself intentionally made the story have loose ends so people would read it multiple times. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering are they if they're going to do that with saying like you have to watch part one and part two together multiple times to Maybe. find more things. But I don't know. I feel like because of the nature of, of a movie, I feel like they tie a lot of loose ends already, mm. but then they still leave it wide open at the end. Yeah. I disagree with the ending. I think they should have ended it 
a little bit sooner. Yeah, he's yeah. You were saying that up here. I would have cut it one sequence. I would have said because there's a part. Well, let's talk about the Jameis scene or Jameis scene because this means a lot more to you than me. We're Great example of perspective flipping. Mm-hmm. So when I watch it, I'm like, because the movie, and I don't think the movie can really do it. There's already so many plot threads in this what's one movie. I don't think, and it's not to the movie's detriment. No. And you'll explain it here in a second when, yeah. what, what I'm talking about. But um, when I saw him show up and when they had the sequence, the, the duel that ends the movie. Right. Well, let's remember, Jamis shows up, uh, I think, a couple times before. Yes, you see his Spice face. Visions. Yes, you don't never Speaking see him. To him. And he, he says, actually, I'm your friend. I will guide you through the desert. His, his, and is what he that's says. That's when he's showing him how to do the sandworm riding. He picks up the, the hooks. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, because she had the hooks and she was gonna ride a sand. Uh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Leah was was trying to escape. Yep. She was calling a sandworm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So again, that is a movie showing me and not telling me. Yes. I don't know what the hooks mean. Yeah. I have no fucking yeah. idea. Yeah. Um, the thumper was great. I loved how they did that. In and the, then when she was yeah. getting sworn and she thumps on the ground to bring this the worm over to her to eat them, that was so fucking rad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and oh, the sandworm reveal. Genius! They never gave it to me until the end of the movie. Yeah. Because they kept showing its teeth yeah. and how big it is, mm-hmm. like the mouth, but they never showed me the full thing. I'm sorry. I'm no, sidetracking okay. you. It's okay. Um, what was they talking about? We were talking about he. Uh, oh, so Jameis he, shows Jamis up. Jameis is the one. He also shows up during the Coriolis storm, where uh, he says let tells go. him to let go yes. and flow through the storm. And if you look at it that way, even if you've never read the books, you got to know that Jameis Jameis is a really important person to Paul. He is. Even he, though he's, he's never met him. Right. But he's a guide. He's a brother. He's a... I don't even know how to describe Because he it. does... He's just he, show, he chose not to get this room. And I mentioned it a, a few seconds ago. He's also the one that in a vision says, I'm, I will, I'm your friend. I will guide you through the desert. Yeah. And and we don't know who that is. Well, in the book, it, it, there's... Yeah, there's alternate... While during the fight, that he has these alternate visions that show... Um, but he knows... I won't, we won't get into it too much, but he sh- <laughs> he knows that he has to kill Jameis to be accepted into the Fremen. So wait a minute. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do you think when he's about ready to fight and he has the vision where it says, kill yourself to be Well, that's one of the visions he has is he has a vision of himself getting killed by Jameis yes. before he has the fight. Yeah, but no, but before, in, in that, se- yeah, in that sequence, they say, kill yourself to be set free. Mm-hmm. Kill your, and then... And then, so, and it's the voices of the uh, Bene, Bene, Gesserit. Bene Gesserit. Yeah. And so in that sequence, I did pick up on that. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. Jameis is a part of him. So if he, he has to kill Jameis. Yes. And that's, and that's what Paul figures out in the vision. Jameis has now, Jameis's spirit has now become one with Paul. And that's why it's so, like, when you read the rest of the book, you understand how... If things had turned out differently, how much of a right hand, best friend, confidant, just I mean, brother that James yeah. would have been to him so, had he lived. And I didn't I but and that, the fact that he has to kill him to make things happen is just so fucking heartbreaking. Dude. And the movie when doesn't James was do yelling that. at him when he was screaming at him and and, and be, because he was mad that he wouldn't we talked about this off the air. He too. kept putting his blade up to his throat uh, like he did yes. when he was fighting with uh with Gurney, er, Gurney and yeah. he says, "Do yield, do yield." And Javier Bardem is like, "That we don't do that in our culture. It's death. There's no yielding." He, I love. And then he goes, "Are I you fucking the around with it?" Talked yeah. about it, like, 
Oh, he doesn't know our rules, this boy. Yeah, he's so nonchalant. It's the death is a test of it. And then he just goes, yeah. is he playing with him? I loved, we talked about off the air too, I loved how they spoke to each other, the Fremen, because yeah. it really shows that they just do not fuck around. It's like, no. Like, when, when, we'll when deal James with them. Says, the sun's coming up. We're going to deal with them later. We'll, we'll witness this death. Yeah. Like, you know, Jameis, be still. Like, you know. Um, just, it's a very primitive. Yeah, come back to reason. Sim- still, it's quick. It's simple because they're constantly surrounded by death. Yes. And they don't have time to squabble. <laughs> another, another, another thing, too, along the lines of that. When you speak, you release moisture into the air, so they don't speak very often. So when they do, it's very controlled and very, very quick. Yes. To the point. To the fucking, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's a part of their culture. But um, when, uh, it's just, I was talking about outside, like, and I still kind of feel like just in my heart, just because you know. But see, that's the problem. The movie doesn't show that. You get that they more will. from the book. They will. They will. Yeah, and yeah, I expect that in part James, two. James, so this hits it a different way for you. I, I don't know. I can't remember the name of the actor, but wow, what a performance. I I loved it from, I mean, just everything he was doing. The way, Like when he was speaking to Paul, like I was like, you know what? Whenever I go somewhere I don't know, I want that guy with me to help me out. <laughs> That's you know, Just like a really super like great like guy to have around, you know, yeah. like. And then when he was so brutal, when they finally introduced him, I talked to you about this off the air too. Like I liked how Sh- how Chani was kind of, you know, in the beginning she was a little bit. Well, of a and this was a, this was I was talking about the movie, with her introduction. This girl, right? Yeah, she's this. She is. She is. Um, yeah, she's this girl in a vision, beautiful woman that's but then she leading up. him, and then he, she's blunt and to the yeah. point, and she's a fremen. She's, yes, you know, and it is so good. She when was, she when she gives him the sword. She conveys that fucking like sense of like sorrow yeah. and like because in his vision he has the vision of the sword and so she hands him the sword mm-hmm. so he knows this is the this is where I he, knew that the whole movie of yeah course. I know yeah and uh, <laughs> when she gives yeah. it to him at least you know you're you're gonna die and die with honor like she has no she's like they think you're the one you know you're the chosen one you I look don't like a boy to me <laughs> yeah you look weak and um yeah and so like it was just funny to have him build her up to this beautiful. This figure that keeps going in his night, his dreams and his visions, and then she's just like, "You're gonna die." <laughs> That's so funny to me. Yeah, James is a good fighter. He'll make it quick. But see, and then he's talking to him like, you know, this is better this way for you. This planet will kill you slowly. You know, my blade is better. Yeah, and it was just the matter of factness of it, like. Look, you're gonna die either way. Do you want to do the it nonchalant slow in the after Jameis is dead to be like you're one of us now? Well, they just pick because it's death. They're always around death. Yes, death is another part of life to them. Yeah. And then what they did is they they bound him up because they're gonna take the flesh from or the water from his flesh and add it to their stores. Wow. And well, and you said in the book. Well, I do think they did a great job of showing Paul deal with the fact that he, this is the first time he ever killed someone. Mm-hmm. It, you say in the book it's a bigger deal because he cries. Yes, and they huddle around him because they're like, "Oh, you're paying. You're giving water to, to the, the dead. dead." Yeah, which it, part of them? Part of them are like, "That's fucking stupid," but the other part is like, you know, they're just mystified, but they're also mystified in 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 a fanatical way, almost. They're because, like, like you said, like they're called and and, and, and they do, they kind of touch on it in the movie, and I'm sure they'll touch on it more in the a second bit, one. Yeah. Uh, but they, yeah, they, they, like you said, they don't speak. 
They when they spit, it's a big deal. They don't like to use water. They these are people that literally only drink their piss. Here's the other <laughs> thing too is I want. What do they do if they this. shit? Do they just recycle it into water and drink that too? No, uh, I believe that is um, there's waste pockets. Mm. Um, so it so just like an astronaut, s- like a just kind of stays with astronaut costume at some different points. I guess space suit where they can just poop in it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, don't don't forget. You're you're all are sitting there like, wow, what an amazing, fun sci-fi story that would be to be in, dude. Everybody smells like ass. Nobody showers. No, uh, forever. You they've gotta never run from these gigantic sandworms. In these in their entire lives, they've never. You showered. have to walk like a fucking idiot so you don't get eaten by sandworms. I'm sorry, the uh, <laughs> the Fremen step. Uh, made me laugh a lot. I'm like, that is so stupid. They, but. but that was a little bit of a, uh, but they have to do it. They have to show it. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, it, it narratively, it, it absolutely makes sense. It just, it looks silly. No matter how you do that, it's going to look silly. Of and course. I just thought that was just so funny. It's like, that's what I mean. You, you, you can't shower. It's called walking without rhythm. You have to walk like a fucking idiot. <laughs> then you got these ghoulish pale looking motherfuckers that are trying to, to, to take all your sweet drugs. And then you got Sweet these other words. fucking Atreides <laughs> diplomat, oh, bureaucratic dickheads, and it's like, what are you, just leave our planet alone. <laughs> it's miserable enough. <laughs> well, Paul, at the end of the movie, and in the book, of course, he, he realizes that um, he he cannot stop what the emperor has done. Yeah, there's him. a prophecy in the, in, the, in the book that what the emperor, is in part two. What the emperor wanted to do to him, as far as everybody knows, he has done. The yeah, Atreides they think he's are dead. exterminated. Thufir is captured by the Harkonnens. Gurney is nowhere to be found. Duncan Idaho is dead. Also, I know Huey's Gu- dead. That's another thing too. As far as they know, Jessica and Paul are dead. How did you feel about Duncan's death? <laughs> it's done. Uh, you, you think it's better in the book? No, it's it's pretty much this. It's sec- the It's a self sacrifice, right? But yeah, it happens earlier on in the book. But I liked how they fleshed his character out to give him a little more time. I I'm pretty sure it's been a long time since I read the book. Yeah. But um, those ecological planet testing stations that they're in, those were designed to terraform Arrakis. They were abandoned when the spice was found. Obviously. Yeah. Because if they terraform Arrakis, the sand they goes lose away. The, they lose the, the spice. sandworms and the soundtrack go away. Now, in the sec, uh, just remember for the second movie too that now Paul owns everything Jameis owned. Everything that Jameis was responsible for, Paul is responsible for. Yeah, because they traded a body for a body. So I'm um, yeah. So well, no, and they in the the way that the book ends, they're going. They absolutely have to put in him riding a sandworm because he rides a sandworm in the book. Spoilers for people that want to read the book but yeah he's the movie's the book's been out fucking since the 60s yeah all right? asshole <laughs> do, you can look read the book it's well written or you could do what i did and read the plot synopsis because i already like based on what i've read the movie follows the book incredibly well like Pretty it's much. very much like i almost Page to screen. Yeah, it's not like you said. They're gonna they 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 added a little bit more to Duncan. They took some things. Like they're gonna make changes. It's an adaptation. And you and I've said on this show, I never want to go into a movie after reading a book. I never want to go into a movie and seeing the same thing because Mm. it's like, well, I already read this. Mm. 
So I'm open for uh, changes in in, in things uh, being adapted. Well, like, and we all know, no matter what you do, the book is always going to be better than the movie because you only have a certain amount of time with a movie. In yeah. a book, you can tell the story you want. Yeah. Now, Duncan Idaho does die saving Paul and Jessica from the starter car, uh, but it's earlier on in the book. Now, here's the fun thing: is uh, well, it's not fun, but <laughs> they, if you noticed, like when he first gets attacked in the palace and the hunter seeker goes through starts going through his shield that's a callback to the lynch movie because duncan idaho was played by this doughy white dude and never is shown fighting at all <laughs> and then the shields that they have are these clunky cgi things that are always on like the way they did it in this movie was perfect you show it going on and then if they get hit you know they have a shield and if they get killed you know they they don't right yeah. Instead of this clunky thing on all the time. And so, in the movie, in the Lynch movie, and I think in the book as well, a hunter seeker goes in to his shield, and it's a designed hunter seeker like the uh, bombs that were destroying the ships outside. They were slow yeah. moving, and then they would penetrate the shield and then blow up. Yeah. It's like that, and it, but in the in I think in the book it happens too, but in the lynch movie he's just standing there he's trying to fight some dudes he turns around because paul yells duncan he turns around and this hunter seeker just bores into his shield and he's just standing there and then it kills him just right into his skull and it's like and i really liked i feel like villeneuve and and the rest of the cast and writers and everything were like fuck that shit so they showed it they showed a sequence where a hunter seeker was going into his shield and he was like fuck you and like literally waited till it came in and then flatted it away yeah because i thought that was kind of like duncan idaho he does get short trip but you gotta understand duncan idaho is a huge character throughout the entire series yeah and there's things you're telling me in the in this series that they yeah he's he he's a bigger impact later in the story if if they even do but i think uh, truthfully I think you do a second part to this, but I really feel like with as dense as this is going to be, you would have to do mini series of of children of. Dune. Well, they're supposed to be doing a Bene Gesserit series. On well, HBO the Sisterhood. Max. Yeah, yeah, doing the Sisterhood. And by the way, I just read the other day. We've been talking about this. The Green yeah, Lantern. If, if the Warner Green Brothers Lantern smart, series is moving forward. It's just uh, yeah. If Warner Brothers is smart, yes. Dune could be like HBO Max. You know, the you could milk that fucking profits H- off look, that shit for decades. You bro. can go to Disney Plus and watch Star Wars shit, and then you can go to HBO Max and watch Dune shit. Boom, simple. You've got now. You've got DC and Dune. Use it. Yeah. So I, I think it'd be smart for them to do shit. They could even do the fucking books uh, that his son wrote and do the house of trades and the house of Ra- uh, no, house don't do those do the original three uh prequels the 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 ones that uh, describe the butlerian jihad and the beginning the ones of the, that frank the beginnings, wrote no his son wrote them but off of notes from his dad oh. but again they talk about serena butler who she was who her son was they talk about they talk about they reveal why the harkonnens and the atreides hate each other because in the books, in that prequel, when they first meet each other, Harkonnens are heroes of the Imperium. Also, um, while we're still talking about And them. Atreides <laughs> are dudes who were under the thumb of the thinking machines. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Um, uh, art direction-wise and cinematography-wise, mm. um, is this what you envisioned 
a Dune movie should look like. Yes, uh, scope had to be huge. You have to, you have to convey the depth of the desert, and they did that really, really well. I thought. Yeah. Because um, ha- it does, it feels epic. You have to convey the immensity of the hi- uh, the hayliners, which is what those ships are that the um, that the spacing and guild uses. The size of the sandworm. Yeah. You have to you, you have to give scope like that, and they did a great job of it. I think they they it wasn't too big, you know, for the characters yeah. themselves. But it's like I said earlier, when you see the sandworm, it's a big payoff mm-hmm. because you're like Jesus, because you've only seen their giant mouths. You haven't seen what they look like when they raise up. Yeah, and you're like, wow. Yeah, and, it, and that really adds spectacle to it. Yeah, and that why is why and that adds like. Such a cool aspect because I know in the movie it's going to look fucking rad when they ride the sandworms. Like uh, that is something that excites one, me. One criticism I read was uh, was kind of um, uh, apropos, a- and the guy was describing the sandworms, and he's like, "And then they eat, and then in parentheses with their mouths, their butthole. I'm not sure." <laughs> and I was like, "It does yeah. look like a giant hairy butthole." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it absolutely does. <laughs> No thanks, sister. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, I do, I do think if they're gonna keep expand, like keep with the idea of, because there's so much lore to do it, it has to be more miniseries. Because I don't know, there's, I just don't think, because that's tw- that is twelve movies. movies. If you do yeah, two you parts can't. to every book, that's twelve fucking. And movies. that's not even including the the final two books, which complete the m- series. Yeah. Well, which- no, I was saying with all six. Well, that, that he wrote before he died. Right. That, well, and that so wrote. that's 12 fucking movies. But that ends <laughs> on a cliffhanger. So. And then you have to like cobble together the final movie. And yeah. So it, I think it's better if, if, if you going forward advice, they do more series. How to read the books. Here's how to read the books. You read the first six that, that Frank wrote. Then you stop there. Remember where you're at because it's a cliffhanger. Then you want to take. Go backwards. And go all the way back to that prequel trilogy which describes this, the. Uh, the Balerian Jihad and the uh, the Battle of Carino, Cor- which is where they talk about in the books. The Battle of Carino is where the Xavier, uh, the Harkonnens, the Harkonnens and the Atreides split. Before that, they were allies. It's never revealed why, but in the in that prequel trilogy, it is revealed why and how, and it's fucking crazy. Also, um, I'm excited when they talk about the Sandworm God. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was his name? Shai Hulud. Shai Hulud. Yeah. She's I, like, I know and that's you. another thing that they they reference, but they never talk about. It, which is again smart. I like it when movies do that, I and I don't have, you. I don't have the fucking exposition with everything where she just says, "I serve," you know, "I serve the worm, the, well, the sandworm." In the Lynch God. movie, they tried to use you know like uh, uh, tapes, you know, like uh, visual tapes and whatnot to kind of can use a little bit as exposition, but it was so clunky, clunk- clunkily done. In this movie, they do it in a really great way. I think um, it's. Really quick, and you kind of come in to a scene where somebody's about to finish up one, you know, instead of like, there's a couple times in the Lynch movie where it's literally like the exposition is on the screen and you're watching it. It's like, mm-hmm. this is fucking stupid. But you know that that's something interesting. You're like, oh, I need to remember that. I One of the things that the Lynch movie did really well, and I will always continue to say this, is the production design. The sandworms were really cool looking. Um... The sets were incredible. The still suits that they wear in these movies are almost identical to the ones that they created for the Lynch movie, really. Mm. The big difference is that in the books, it's referred to that they wear hoods a lot. They wear robes as well Yeah. over the still suits. In the Lynch movie, they never wear robes. 
Yeah, there's only a few. They they don't wear them until uh, Leah gives them <clears throat> gives them another suit when they escape. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's they look like they look like sand ninjas. Yeah, <laughs> dude. And did you see how? That's another thing they conveyed really well. I think, especially when the Sardaukar catch up to him at the planet testing station, where all the Fremen are sitting around, and one of them hears something, and like seconds later, they're all gone. Yeah. Just gone. Like they are so good at just disappearing into the sand. I just I love that they awesome. they de- they developed a device that is a thumper. That yeah, they, that's how they ride the worms. Is. Well, that's also like again another way that they can attract worms away from something. Yes, too. Yeah. and that's how that's how they saved uh, but Paul it, in the Lynch movie. It was because it was ja- it was Jameis's thumper. It was this big giant thing, and the thumper was like computer generated. It was a special effect. I I really liked that they used a lot. I think there's a lot of practical. I effects. think they tried to do as much practical yeah. in this. Well, we, movie, we talked about really the uh, the the or the coppers or the cop- or, or ornithopters ornithopters. Yeah, that look like dragonflies. Yeah, which is what they're supposed to look like. Because they yeah they got they got four wings and they flap and they literally look like just giant mechanical fucking dragonflies. In the and it was movie, so they like, cool. They looked like golden outhouses with big wings. <laughs> Stupid, but I love that it was so cool. Like, it, and, and it's something that is a cool idea that is so unique to Dune. It, it gives right. you an idea of like I've never seen a ship like this before. That's an interesting, and it, it makes sense that even though they don't have a lot of technology, the things that they fly mm-hmm. is still based on nature. It looks like a dragonfly. Yeah, I mean it's it's rudimentary shit. Like it's basically like yeah. Um, like the the brains that a 1957 Dodge Challenger has, that's the level of technology that they have mm-hmm. in terms of computers, in terms of like human ability, and in terms of you know just ingenious inventions and everything. Um, it's it's far beyond our capabilities. I also uh, like far more technologically advanced than we are, even though yeah. we have fucking computers in our pockets. I like the sequence. Uh, when Leto and Gurney and Paul are out with the extraction, t- <clears throat> when they're doing that extraction thing, because the thing, the thing, the cable breaks. Yeah. Um. Again, it adds to Leto's character of saying, you know, damn the spice. Even though he's killing himself by saying that. Because I mean, he, well, I think then he knew. Oh yeah, he. I think they convey a good. They they convey that he kind of knows, but yeah. Where he was like, you know what? Fuck the spice. I just need because he was like, I need to say it's like I. There's 21 people. That's 21 workers I lost. Yeah. For the spice, you know. Yeah. So that's why I saved him. But I, I just thought of that because that was a great scene with the with the with the bird, mm-hmm. and then uh, when this like the sandstorm was so fucking cool and well done, and like the idea of <clears throat> excuse me, There's a frog in my throat. I just burped. Uh, there, there is that aspect. What I was thinking of when I was watching that, sto- watching that sequence, when he's like, "Go with the storm," mm. you know, let stop trying to go in into it, go with it. Right. Made me think of driving on ice in the winter. You know, don't hit your brakes and skid. Ride with the ice. You know, like like little things like that, where it's like it's such a re- simple, re- relatable thing, but mm. it 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 just it there's. It, it makes sense of the, the grand scheme of things of two instead of fighting the storm, go with the storm. And I think that's a good way of also conveying the themes of, you know, Paul accepting the fact that like 
I am meant to be here. I am meant to be on Arrakis. I need to go with the desert and follow the f- the ebbs and flow. Like, and that's an it's ar- such a cool way to convey that's that. That's a Fremen way of thinking. Yeah. So you can tell he's, he's, he's becoming already, Fremen. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And and I don't know if you know this, but I'm quite the Luddite. And <laughs> Luddites are uh, people that were against the uh, Industrial Revolution back in like 17 and 1800s. And in France, they created a guy named Ned Ludd with two Ds. So that's where Luddite comes from, huh? Yes. And what he was, because no, the workers would sabotage the machines at night. And when they were questioned the next day to make sure none of them would get caught for it, they created this character named Ned Ludd. L-U-D-D, and they would always say that that was who it was. Hmm. So Luddites are, they aren't afraid of technology. What they are is they are afraid of technology changing the world in such a way that it cannot be changed back and that is irreversible. So you can understand also why I love these books so much because it talks about human abilities. When I look around the world right now, man, we are fucked. (laughs) I am fucked. You know what's funny that you talk about that? When I broke my phone that one night and I couldn't get one until the morning and how depressed I was? Funny story about that. Yeah. I literally watched this movie on my phone, <laughs> right? Because uh, I don't. Because I'm having internet struggles right now, and I feel like I'm in the fucking Stone Age. I, I know. And, I, I and, hate that it makes us feel so useless. Well, and that's, that we don't have it. But that's the thing. Too, but here's another funny example. Uh, Ashley was telling me one of her coworkers saw it. Didn't really, didn't like it. Sure. Didn't really connect with them. Right. But they're saying that like everybody was on their phones at two, and, and then I was like, and I go, well, "Fuck you guys for that's being what in the, the theater." Well, that's what I was like. That is what this movie is trying to say. What does that say about our society where we can't sit through a two and a half hour movie and not look at our phone? I've been guilty of it. There's been times when I look at like my notifications. Like, yeah. Oh. I don't like actually open up my fucking phone, but I, I see it on my screen. I still check the screen. Like I said, I, I I mean, I went to sleep like an hour later. You know how many times I paused this movie? I woke up and, and, and an hour later I had a phone again, but for those two hours, I was destitute. I had nothing. I had no connection to the outside world. Those are our phones. Those are but our you computers. Know, that's what I was saying last photos. night. I mean, last night, I was like, you know how many times... Something bad is going to happen with all this reliance on technology. I'm telling you. I, did we not remember the Terminator movie? No, dude. I was watching this movie while doing things. Like, I, I, like, okay. I, I took the, my dog out. And was still watching the movie and pausing it. So, like, as this movie is talking about, actively talking about how bad technology is, I'm watching it on my fucking... And then, also, if anybody out there hears this podcast and wants to give me shit because I watch this on my phone, (laughs) fuck you. This is why we have this technology. Yes. And guess what? Guess what? I did the same thing for Suicide Squad. If you give me the opportunity to watch a movie in my home, I will take it. But you know what? Right. I still went out and saw Venom. I still went out. And s- if you only release, and this is on Warner Brothers, not on me. They should not have released this both as a hybrid. Us, both of us have seen two movies in the theater this year, and they were the same ones: Shang Chi and what was it? Venom. Was? Venom. We saw Venom together. No, how did I know that? But when you when you think about it, the air technology can be really cool. Okay, example, yeah. example. Nice example. <laughs> example. Um. Uh. My my Hyundai Elantra had a uh, headlight out, and dude, cops in this fuck. I'm one of those people who, if you have a headlight out, you're getting pulled over every time you're out at night yeah. until you get it fixed. So get it fixed right away, right? So I'm like, I gotta fix this. I I don't know how to do it. I know how to get a bulb. I put a, I've replaced so it on a car before. Pull right? it up on your phone. I had to pull it up on YouTube because I had to remove the entire front light 
construction. I had to remove the yeah. entire thing and the then the whole get it. cover and everything. Yeah, because the fucking way they built it or whatever. Yeah. That was cool. That is cool that if I want to learn how to do something, I can go on the internet and find YouTube, probably find a video on YouTube to get me started. Well, I mean, like, well, and again. But that's just YouTube. I, look, I wanted to do this podcast today. Yeah. And I wanted to see the movie. I work nights. I don't have, and I don't have a time to watch it. So I t- took the, and again, I don't really have internet right now. There's a whole ordeal I'm dealing with. So I'm like, you know what? I, I'm a little pissed because I thought I could download it on my laptop, mm-hmm. on my Mac, but no, I had to download it on my phone and watch it on my phone screen. It's not IMAX, but I was able to look. Also, I already know, said that I've seen it. You twice. know what? You know what else? You know what else? You can't do in a motherfucking movie theater is lay in a bed with a blanket in my underwear, <laughs> have my headphones in, and watch the movie. Yeah. And I don't. You also can't pause it to go take a piss. Yes. Or when your dog wakes you up at three in the morning yeah. puking. Yeah. So you guess what? You can go back and watch it. Yeah. So fuck can't off, do that at a movie theater. You fuck fucks. Off, no. Fucks. Uh, but. And I and I just I just didn't want to wait another weekend because I because I knew you had already seen it twice and you really wanted to talk about it so I was like I I'll just watch it now kind of thing but well I appreciate it and so does the audience no the it, audience. it I like I said I was yeah. <laughs> wow there's a person where did that guy come from he's just hanging out in their basement just shouting yeah um sir that is a home intruder <laughs> invading the. We the Man Cave Studios. We better call the cops. No, we're not calling anybody. Are you a Fremen? They just want our spice. Yeah! That's a fucking really exciting yeah. guy. See, that, that's how I know he's not a Fremen. All that spit that just came out of his mouth. Yeah, see, he's just like awful. Yeah. Get out of here, man. Arrakis. Um <laughs> Bring in peace to Arrakis. Do, do, do. So... Yeah, I, like I said, I I was thoroughly impressed with its ability to take something that I knew was daunting and in, in, in so deep mm. to be able to present it to me in two and a half hours that was digestible and very understandable. And do I have more from the movie talking to you about it? Sure. Mm. And, you know, these conversations, I, I pick up things, but that's the brilliance of this movie and that's the brilliance of this book. It's it's designed to be discussed about. Yes, and and so that is why we spent an hour and a half talking about this fucking movie because there's there's that's why people have spent decades trying to get this made into a yes. movie. Yes, that and that's that's sense. why this was such a big deal. Do yourself a favor now that you've seen the movie and you know about the book and stuff. Please go watch Jodorowsky's Dune. It is a documentary about the first attempt at bringing Dune to the silver screen. Oh yeah, because they've been trying to make this since the seventies. But but. Here's the cool thing is how much of the production because they went all the way o- almost to filming on this thing. They went pre-production. Oh yeah. So you'll they'll show how much of it made it into other movies, but they'll also talk about how fucking far from the book this Italian whack job wanted to go. It's ins- <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Let's just here first first thing. Leto's a uh, uh, um um. What is it when you chop your balls off? Oh uh. uh Eunuch. He's a eunuch. Eunuch, eunuch, yeah. Why? 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 Exactly. But, dude, you got to watch it just to see how fucking insane it is. <laughs> it's it's not only insane and so far from the book, but but how much of that made it into movies that you know and love, you should go... If you get a chance to see it, I think it's free on streaming somewhere. 
uh, audience too. If you get a chance to see it, I finally got to watch it because I was intensely interested. Salvador yeah. Dali was going to be the artistic director. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. This Sweet. was back in the 70s, dude. Yeah. Um, the guy, Dan O'Bannon, uh, the guy who created Alien, was an art director on the on, on this project. Ooh. Tons of his shit yeah. shows up in other... H.R. Giger. H.R. fucking Giger was in <laughs> charge of designing Gay Day Prime. The Harkonnen homeworld. Oh, nice. It's in fucking insane, dude. Go check it out. Oh, uh, that's... <coughs> Excuse me. I, and I'm wondering if that's going to touch in more. Are we going to be on other planets very much in, in the next movie you think are they good well no because the way that this and they the, might go to Corno, which the is way, the seat of imperial yeah, power but the way that this the, this is const- the way this is going to go it's going to be mostly on arrakis because mm. the emperor spoilers in the book the emperor shows up so yeah i'm wondering who they're going to make the emperor <coughs> if you could cast the emperor who would it be oh jesus <laughs> Here's the thing is I don't think I would have cast any of these actors in these roles. I don't think I'm very good with like casting. Yeah. You know what I mean? I honestly Although the sh- it's got to be somebody with gravitas. I don't know, dude. but Ruben, you knew Ruben was going to be a Ruben. Who's going to play Fade Rautha? Yeah, cuz she played or, yeah, that character's huge in the Sting. second part of the story. And Sting played him in the first in the Lynch movie. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. The funny thing is, the Harkonnens are all gingers in the Lynch movies, so that's also why I hate it. I'm not evil. So they're just bald. Like, why didn't they just be these pale, bald-looking things? No, they made the Bene Gesserit bald in the Lynch movie. Yeah, no clue. But they didn't make the <laughs> the Lynch why movie the fucked up a the lot. One of the, the, that's probably why people think the gingers have no souls. This is the fucking Lynch thanks a lot, Lynch. You. Bastard! The fuck! You know what? Mulholland make, Drive. Why don't you go make some make Fight Club or something? You know what? Mulholland Drive was stupid. Actually, no, it was Finkner, wasn't it? That was Fincher. 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 <laughs> whose first movie was? I'm bring, tr- dude. I'm whose tr- first I'm movie was? Bring it back around. Alien Three. I'm sorry, man. I've been, I've been I've been I've been tripping on some spice. Some tripping I, uh, now. Some spice. I, I wonder if they're gonna bring the melanage stuff in next. Melange. 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 They're gonna bring that in the second. They have to bring it in the second part of the movie because that's a plot point in the where it, in the um. He finally learns how to do interdimensional travel. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's how you do it. Mm. And it's a version of the spice. Yeah. Let's yeah. not get into that too much. If you want to read the book, we'll let you read the book. Well, you know, or at least the synopsis in the. Who knows how they're gonna fucking do it? But I, if they, if they, if this movie, this first movie is any indication. Okay, so one last. Okay, you ready? Sure. This is. Poten- this is potential. Don't spoil anything for me. Oh, okay. Okay then. Okay. Well, you read the plot synopsis. Well, fuck them. It's, oh, okay. Well, I thought I thought we were gonna be, do a spoiler for like no. one of the other books. No, I'm just gonna talk about. What happens in the second part or whatever. Yeah. So spoiler alert, three, two, one. For the second half, this is our this is potential. Um, Jessica is a Sayadina, who they call uh, the that's what they call the Bene Gesserit. So she Oh, beca- I know where this is going. I don't know if we should do it. Okay. Cause I feel like let's wait. Because that's you such a cool that's book, that'd be such it's such a it's I'd rather you read the book first. Her storyline the rest of the way is really interesting, and I don't want to spoil that for yeah, someone. Yeah, there is a lot of fucking craziness. Yeah. Remember, don't forget, folks, she is pregnant. Don't that forget. is true. Don't forget about that. And he didn't know about uh I don't think that Leto, Leto, Leto knows. Yeah, I don't think Leto. he ever knows in the book either. Yeah. I don't think. 
Also, the fact that he she tries to explain the situation and he's already like, nope, I don't want to hear it. I I don't want to know. Because I think he, at that in that point he knew that she had been training him as well. Mm-hmm. What you got to think about Paul's life? He's getting trained by three different people. <laughs> Duncan and Gurney are training him to fight. His dad's training him to be a politician and his mom is training him to be, be... a better Jesuit sister. Yeah, to be like this super-powered person. They're insane in the books. They can kill which somebody. Is, which is what you're thought. saying. <laughs> we need to wrap this up. Yeah. This is a great point of what you're saying about what Herbert was doing with themes. Is you're right. Paul ascended ascended to become a god because he was trained by three people to become a god. That was his training, and the catalyst always been the catalysts are the expo the the just immersion in spice where he is now, and the trauma that he's just suffered. Yeah, uh, losing his losing his whole family the because the emperor tried to wipe out his family, and, and that's what that's the catalyst. Those are the two catalysts that unlock all of that training finally to p- produce. Well, the yeah, he kills James. Perfect being. Yes, he kills a man for the first time. I love you. I love you, James. I really can't wait to see that fucking sick ass armor he's in. Hopefully they have better CGI because that looked terrible. <laughs> that was one it's, of the. It was it was way better in the actual movie than it was in that preview. Either way, it was still bad. Sure. That, that was one of the few times I was like, oof. But I remember looking for that because I remember when we watched the preview together, you were like, oh, that was really bad, and I was like, yeah, it kind of is. But the movie, uh, they actually at least improved on it, at least. It's not. Uh, it's not. I've, I've seen a lot worse. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm interested to see how they're going to wrap this up because there's so much more to, to, of this story. Um, but I'm also excited because uh, the second half is going to be real heavy-handed mm. in themes of religion and deities and and, and, and and all of these like heavy themes that we've been talking about. It really kick in in the second part. Yeah, heavy, and heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah, there's there's prophecies the hand of God and is, jihads. And yes, it's crazy. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah, the hand of God stuff comes into play. Mm. Like there's so much, and I I still like as someone who I don't know if I'll ever read the books, but as someone who just saw anything Dune related for the first time, and then starting to learn more about it, it is insane. I mean, I can't state this enough. How fucking Unbelievably insane it is that one man created this, right? Because dude, I, someone that was writing a uni- like building a universe and like building lore themselves and writing all this stuff, it's like I don't know how this fucking because I I'm doing it, but I'm even catching my own consistency issues. And I'm like, how like, did this guy do he this? He wrote like fifty other books too. How I don't know, but they're really fucking good too. How can those. one man do that? It's just it's I've read, so. I've read a couple of his other books that are not Dune related, and it's just like it, it is. I the know most- how he did it. He was on Spice. He's he he and Philip K. Dick share a lot uh, in terms of s- yeah. style. Well, shit, um, you, they're two guys that created all of modern sci-fi. I mean, there's not like there's so much that sci-fi and other movies owe to Dune. Mm. It is utterly un- yeah, like yeah. it. You, you almost can't comprehend how much when you would like for me, someone who's watching in this movie, mm. not seeing the the David Lynch, not seeing the miniseries, not reading the books, and being like. Wow, I there's so much that other media has taken from Dune. If you do get a chance, I know the Wi-Fi situation, whatever, but if you do get a chance to see the Lynch movie eventually, I do recommend it. 
it's a different way to look at it, and it it, it, it it's fairly entertaining. I've heard it's okay. It's not. T- it's, it's not. It's, it's not, not great, worst, but it's no. The... It's just. It's so poorly. Eh. Anyway, yeah. This is, uh, I think, our longest episode ever. But before we way. go, uh, I'm going to end the episode by uh, using a quote that ends the Lynch movie, which is to me one of the few bright spots of the movie, despite the fact that after Paul says this, it starts raining on Arrakis. Not how the book ends, David. Mr. Lynch. Okay. But he's finally he's finally done everything he needs to do. He's standing there, and he says, he's one, and he's like, we Fremen have a saying. God tr- created Arrakis to train the faithful. One cannot go against the word of God. <laughs>